and then we'll go over to Katara. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm never sure. Yes, that's right. Oh, or yeah. every day it's right. But I think when the dragons speak, it sounds a bit different. But yes, it's Katara. Thank you. <laughs> you just never know some of the spellings. Yeah, so so our next speaker is Katara, which is beautiful. And, and you're from Australia and it's uh, very early in the morning. So uh, thank you for your dedication to the dragons. It's very good to see you. And then again, all of the information, all the links are, are on the, the page. And, and I just picked a little bit out. And what I liked, it says, uh, Katara is a light warrior on a mission. And I think many of the light warriors are on a mission. Uh, she's here to, to better the world. And she's a healer, a teacher and a, a cosmic weaver. And I think a poet as well. By so, <laughs> so uh, welcome today. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that you said that you were going to share, and I, I, I always say there's freedom to change that. Um, so, so, so <laughs> welcome. What what would you like to share? What's what's coming through today? Mm, thank you, Kevin, for the introduction. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciated myself and my forward planning last night as I was checking in on what am I sharing tomorrow? I'm like, oh, I already gave him a few topics. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very pleased with that. But yes, let's bring through whatever is uh, intended to. So this morning I brought out my lovely little dragon necklace, which I haven't worn in ages. It's a wow. very Daenerys and mother of dragons. I'm like, right, let's bring that in. Ah, yes, thank you for having me. And uh, as many of you probably have connected here through the Dragon Thunder Summit and the other Dragon Thought uh, Talks, I was just amazed at how many dragon lovers there are in the world. And as I started to join some of these Facebook groups, I'm like, wow, there's thousands of people sharing dragon images and dragon poems and, and all these things. It's been absolutely beautiful and very comforting to be welcomed home amongst other dragon lovers, dragon riders, and dragon hearts. So I think for any that are just beginning their dragon journeys, which it kind of sounds like, you know, many people are not, um, not to feel, hmm, well, to feel just at home that once you connect to their energies or just have a love of dragons, I think that I needed to be reminded of there's no right way to connect with them. There's no right message that they need to bring for you. And that it is exactly the right timing for when you meet your spiritual family and when you meet your dragons. So that is one of the yeah, first things I, I wanted to say, even coming into these talks and catching up on the replays um, and listening to all the wonderful speakers on the on the Dragon Thunder Summit, I was like, oh, I didn't know that part, or oh, that's new, or I don't feel that way about that particular dragon. So I've really had to remind myself of just do you, you know, like just connect how we connect to our family, how we connect to the light and how we are working with the dragons. So I wanted to start with that. Um, often I find myself, you know, in, in beautiful journeys and thank you for that, Alessandra, if she's still on. Um, and my, my husband's Italian, so we'll definitely be going to Italy and <laughs> banishing some <laughs> or freeing the dragons, shall we say. 
Um, and it's often when I'm in other people's journeys and guidance with the dragons, yeah, I see completely different things in other people. So it's really important just to allow ourselves to experience and know that it's, you know, exactly divine. So yes, I am here in Australia. Um, I didn't know this, but one of the dragon speakers had shown us a map of where the 12 dragons of Mu are in the world, the 12 dragons of Mu. And you may or may not resonate with that, but she drew the head and the tail of the 12 dragons and where they are around the world. And I happen to be at the head of the female earth dragon right here at the tip. So I am at the tip at the southeast tip of Australia in a small town called Bairnsdale. It is so small. I think it's like, I don't know, I think it's less than 10,000 people. And it's so obscure how I even came to this town because we were, I lived in Sydney before and my husband and I decided to take a trip around Australia. And we traveled all along the East Coast and then down the Central through Uluru, which many people know to be a spiritual place. But then right down to this area, we were called to come here and uh, he got a little you know, job here. And so being here, all of a sudden I started hearing people talk more of the ley lines and the dragon lines. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And so if you have seen some of the images online when they often draw the chakras of the earth even, it cuts right through in Australia, through Uluru, and then it just exits Australia, that southeast tip, and that's here in this town in Bairnsdale. And then that whole 12 dragons of Mu thing, I'm like, of course, that's where the dragon energy is. <laughs> so I'm not sure what we're activating here. There is a very tiny group of light workers, but it definitely feels like that light is ready to come up. And so, yeah, we'll just uh, work our magic and see what uh, happens um are there any other australians here i didn't notice in the chat earlier if there are other aussies i saw a lot of north american people any aussies in the group anyway just pop a hello if you're there nice to see you probably early in the morning as well so kevin and i did a podcast not too long ago and i think both of us shared some stories of how we met our dragons and just to share a tiny bit, I think when Dragon first came into my life, I, it was in a shamanic journey. And I was journeying to meet a new guide, a new guide to help me in that time of my life. And in that journey, it was very, very quick and it was very obvious. And I was in this, I was in the womb of the earth, and the inner earth. And all of a sudden, it was like this massive blue dragon just dropped into the middle of the cave. And it was so big, I was like pressed up against the wall. I could not even like move. It was just so ginormous. Like, what are you doing, human, trying to contain me in this you know, little space? And so that was my first encounter with really experiencing him or with that particular guide. And it was also interesting because if it was too much for my human self to comprehend it actually turned itself into a dragonfly it turned itself into a dragonfly and then my teacher actually came to me and asked well are you okay to take messages from the dragon or do you want to work with the dragonfly I'm like no dragon dragon's good <laughs> so that was my first encounter with dragon but probably like many of you 
our relationship with dragon continues to evolve, continues to show itself, continues to show its reasons of why he, it, they are in your life. And so over, I guess, probably a year or so, I don't even think I was bold enough to connect with dragon. So I don't know how many of you guys already have dragon guides. Like if you guys felt, if you can type in the chat or um, just let me know how you guys took in your time to connect with dragon. Cause it was almost like, I wasn't scared, but it just, I was very, it was like with trepidation that I actually decided to connect with him more. And then I think I went looking for um, someone to assist me in this whole dragon unfolding. And that's when I found one of the dragon summit speakers. And uh, she's all about, this is Araya for those who know her, but she's all about helping people to connect to their dragon self. So this is what we were speaking about just a little bit earlier, that merging with our dragon self. And we may be dragon riders or we may be dragon hearts. So pure dragon form and how we actually bring it into expression. So because my training and my experiences and foray into these worlds really began with shamanic training, I guess, yeah, I was really used to seeing mystical creatures and different animal guides and getting messages and things like that. But the idea of actually being a dragon or merging with the dragon yeah, they let you know when it's time. Merging with the dragon, I think even after the course completion, I still didn't really get it. And I think that the energies of dragon are just so vast across, you know, time, space, dimensions, everywhere, because they have been there since the creation of time. Their energies are so vast to comprehend that when I connect to them, I don't know if it's one dragon, I don't know if it's a collective, I don't know if I am that one, is this one a guide or is that one me? So it became, yeah, just a, a little bit overwhelming. And so one of the things that, and I'll comment on what Margaret has to say as well, one of the things that I really had to come back to focus on, and I hope that this serves some of you as well, is to really understand your own processes of discerning, your own processes of discerning information, as well as, and that's important because you have to know that the information coming through from others and even from yourself, whether they are you know, really connected to those energies or if they're um, just part in the astral field, right? The astral field is all of our collective memories, past lives, projections, our thoughts, wounds. So it's very thick in the astral field. And if you don't know or don't use that term, it's, it's totally all right. I just mean like in the collective then, in the collective consciousness, there's so much mm, teachings and ideas and learnings in there that even as channels and as bringers of information and healers like we all have our own work to do on unwinding some stories and unlearning things and really discerning for ourselves what certain guides mean 
what certain uh, energies actually mean for us. Thanks, Simone, for seeing that. I wonder which dragon you're seeing, because <laughs> I've got a few of them. But yes, there is one that definitely is more of a mentor. So discerning for myself, a big part of what I like to help people with is their own embodiment and their own expressions of the light. When I heard and when I was in this course with all these other dragon hearts and dragon riders and I was hearing all of the beautiful work they do and I just kept wondering like, okay, but you know, what about me? Like, what's my expression of that? Like, I don't feel that dragon expresses themselves, you know, in that way. And then I went to do this uh, really, really massively transformational Qigong course, which I also want to share a little bit about Qigong. And with great respect to that master, and I learned so much from him, and he's a great medium and just connects to all these different universes and galaxies and beings. And when he, when I asked him about, you know, light language and things like that, he wasn't dismissive per se, but it wasn't, he didn't understand it. And he, and it felt like he was a bit like, mm, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. And so I really had to watch that relationship with, you know, as student and as teacher, because for me inside, and, you know, we've, you know, there's a lot of light language um, being shared on the, and the dragon talks. I felt like it was such a big part of me that I felt a bit shut down or a bit unseen in the face of someone that I deeply respect and as a master who that's not part of his thing. And so what was really interesting was at the end of that course, which was a month long, um, he asked me to channel for him. And he asked me to, yeah, do my thing, right? Because I had never told him, I told him that I was a shamanic practitioner, but I had never played the drum for him. I had never you know, did any toning or any light language. I never channeled any messages. Like I just dumped everything that I knew so I can receive new information, which is a fabulous piece of advice, by the way, when you're learning. It's like, whatever you think you know about yourself, put it to the side. And only then can we actually receive new information. And so at the end of this course, he actually asked me to channel for him. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And so just letting the sounds come out and letting him experience, um, it was very mm, validating. That's a very human and egoic thing as well. Validating to know that, look, energies are definitely moving. You know, beings are definitely coming in. And sometimes it's just not important for the human self to actually understand what is going on, to trust that higher self of ours, to trust all the beings that come in, but to continue to be on our own evolution and discernment journey so that whatever we bring through can come through in that highest light and love. So that's a big teaching in the embodiment. I don't know if anybody else has uh, questions on how they actually work with dragon or how they actually embody them. It's been really a big, big question for me. Okay, so what did I, what did I say I was going to talk about cultivating my relationship with dragons, right, I wanted to say that at the end of that beautiful dragon course, um, when I actually had my one on one session, and it was about connecting to my own dragon self and how much I had actually merged, you know, with with it with her. 
it was very fascinating because when I connected to the dragon self, it wasn't actually in a dragon form. It went, I guess, higher, if you want to call it that, in the dimensions to a point where the dragon energy was actually formless. It was so vast, that feeling, once again, that it felt like it just wasn't actually coming into dragon form. And I wondered if that was what was actually stopping me from feeling it because it wasn't obvious. It wasn't like I felt the dragon around me because she told me it was formless. So I've done a bit of deep diving. I've done some more journeying. I've done some other healing work and ancient remembrances. If anyone resonates with being an ancient one, an ancient one, from what I understand, these are the the times and the times when we were creating before we came into this kind of density, before we came into form. It was a time of formlessness. So I've been doing some work on the ancient remembrances. And when I did that first journey, I really did connect to that time when it felt like I was the cosmic ocean itself, the sky itself. And I can feel the connection of the network of the stars, you know, the, the, the literally looked like a mycelium of star networks and consciousness. And I still can't quite figure it out, but I feel like it's the star energy, you know, and actually Ka is spirit, Tara is, is star, you know, I don't know if it's green Tara, whatever Tara, but I've actually been trying to piece together the name and the origins of this name. So I always kind of knew it was like star spirit and there are other things with it as well. But as I come to remember that formlessness, it really feels like we are this, I am the star energies itself, you know, like reaching out to all of the ends of the universe and connected to all of that, which to me is just, my human self just cannot comprehend all oh, that's just too much like what does that even mean <laughs> so i'm still unfolding that but in that journey and how the dragons are showing up now and i asked are they mentors are they teachers and they are all of those things and none of those things what they what they show me now is literally the dragons are at every portal and at every little jump point to another dimension, to another world, to another reality. And I'm still not expert whatsoever on understanding densities and dimensions, and maybe someone can enlighten me. But it just feels like when I connect out into the universe, I almost see like little portals of jump hoops and that the dragons, there's like particular dragons around each particular portal, almost like, asking for the password do you have the codes to, to enter <laughs> and so when i say cosmic weaver as far as i understand my human self understands right now it just it feels like it's that um, connection to all of the star energies and that i reach out through these portals with dragons as gatekeepers because they're connected to everything and they allow or help me to bring back pieces for others. So when I do healing work, when I do activations or sound, well, I don't know, sound healing, which I will do, it feels like to me 
that it brings through these different pieces for others. Yes, so I see that Simone is saying guardians of the of the portals and I want to create I want to now I have these dream catchers but I actually want to like create these murals of like you know dragon portals or something I want to use a mirror but I don't think I use a mirror because I feel that that itself is a portal so I'm not sure <laughs> what kind of shape to use all right I want to talk about qigong just a little bit and then we're actually going to do um, a little sound journey together I also had brought up my drum but since Alessandra already used her drums uh, we'll see if the drum wants to come in all right, Qigong. So anybody heard of Qigong before? You can pop it in the chat. So years ago when I first started, when I first started doing Qigong, it was very much in forms, right? Like maybe you know Tai Chi. So Qi is still the same Qi, which means energy, which means energy. Um, but Qigong literally means energy cultivation or energy work. So my heritage is Chinese. And when I did study Qigong, it was very much about um, animal forms. And I did a lot of animal forms. And it was fascinating because it helped my body to come into different movements and different spirits. So for example, when I was doing monkey form, you know, like bringing up the energy of monkey, it really helped me to understand animal medicine in a way I didn't even understand that because I hadn't done shamanic training yet but now when I'm putting the pieces together I understand that when I was doing the animal forms it was helping me to embody some energies and also to work on our fascia and all these things in our body but what I realized since my last qigong training is Unfortunately, there's a lot of Qigong that doesn't focus on actually building the energy itself. And that doesn't mean that those forms of Qigong are not good at all. Just to, again, be discerning on what the Qigong is for for you and whether it is actually energy cultivation that you're needing. So what do I mean when I say energy cultivation? I mean that literally we are electromagnetic beings, which I know that you know, and the earth is electromagnetic and everything in the universe is a, a combination of the four elements, for example, and that we, when we channel, when we actually bring in the beings of light, when we connect to these energies, we are actually conducting electricity. We are conducting the light. And so, you have to understand that when you do that, it actually uses your energy. So if we wake up, so let me give an example. If you wake up in the morning and you have 100 units of energy, if you have 100 units of energy and you did not eat food, so you get a lot of energy from your food, so food chi, and you did not... Um, you know, get more energy from life enhancing things. So those could be nourishing activities like uh, grounding and putting your feet on nature or connecting with mother earth. If you start with a hundred units of energy and you go about your day and you have to do all the child carrying and all the cooking and do, let's say two, three clients a day, whatever it is, you obviously would be depleting from that hundred units of energy. And so let's just say that you did have some food chi it would definitely help and you would be mm, consuming within that as well. 
But as many of you probably know, there are different levels of energy as well. There's a very vital layer. So our physical body to run all the, you know, physiology here, there's that astral, you know, that energy, the auric body around us, and, you know, a bit wider out there, whatever you call that etheric body, Akashic body. So when you channel, you're actually consuming energy on all the levels of being. So those of you who have been doing a bit of Qigong, um, actually, I don't know if it's prana in yoga. I know there's probably yogis, but in qi, in, in Chinese medicine, we call that layer the jing, the very essence of who we are, the jing. And so when we deplete jing, we can't usually replenish it. So when you can actually do activities that can train your energy field, so you literally summon more life force energy into your field, then you buffer. You buffer the ability to respond to energies around you. You build more capacity to hold the light and actually anchor it. It's one thing to be able to touch the light and, oh, I felt a dragon. I touched a, a great being, an Akashic being, a lord of the whatever elements. But to actually bring them through so invocation, so it's actually magic, alchemy, hermetics, applied hermetics. If you actually want to bring these energies through, you know, let's say you're channeling um, or wanting to bring a being into someone else, it actually consumes a lot of energy. And I guess why I'm saying this is because from one light worker to another, I really want you to know that. And so you really need to buffer more energy so that you have the capacity to hold more light. And I know that frequencies are elevating and I know that frequencies, you know, are coming in, but for us to be able to not burn ourselves out, like literally, and we don't, we're going to realize it a bit too late. Um, you know, when you're burning out and doing too many clients or trying to hold too much energy. So it's really important to buffer that energy. So I'm going to show you how to do it just really briefly to see that you experience that energy. Okay. So in, in that space, we will then do some channeling as well. So I know I don't see any videos in front of me, but I do see Kevin, so I'm gonna use him. <laughs> so just in a seated position, so don't do it lying down. I just want you, so I'm probably gonna to have to lower my camera. I just want you to place your hands out in front of you. So I'm holding it here because my camera is here, but you're gonna do it right at your hips uh, height. So just 90 degrees at the arm. I'm going to lift my arms so you can see it on the camera. But for you, just keep the arms a bit lower. And so without even too much attention or work yet, if you just notice that area between the hands, and I'm going to ask Kev because he's on my screen. Can you just not tell me, can you feel that there's something going on between the palms? Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so I know everyone probably will sense it. And the reason is because our palms and the under our feet and our crown are the five largest gates in which we can experience energy. The five largest gates. But of course, there are all the other gates in the body as well. So the hands are very easy to tune and to feel. Okay, so we're going to do nine breaths together, whoever wants to do it, just so you can feel the density and the change of what you feel between your hands, because I know you can feel the energy, but what happens when you intentionally call in more energy into the field, all right? And I want you to just notice that. So placing your hands there, and the first thing you're gonna do is 
really stretch the fingers forward, okay? So as if the last third of your finger is radiating out. And if you are visual or you're a feeling person, just feel that line of light that is actually coming off your hand. The vital layer of our being is very radiant. It's like very sparkly as opposed to the chi level, which is a bit more cloudy, okay? So if you wanna close your eyes, you can. And just place the hands there like open palms as if you're holding a big or medium beach ball. Spine is straight. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna inhale and imagine like we're gathering energy from all around us. And as we exhale, I want you to compress the chi ball just slightly. And I want you to breathe into the space between your palms and bring your attention there. Inhale, we'll do nine breaths together. Second breath, inhale. Exhale. And you might like to exaggerate your body because vital layer is the whole body. In three. X three. Use your nose. In four. No mouth breathing. Place all the awareness between your hands. In five, big exaggerated breath. Exhale. In six, I think. Compress that ball. Notice the energy there. In seven. In eight. Last big one to compress. Inhale. Place all your attention between the hands. So just observe and pick up a few words because I'll ask for just one or two people to share. If there's a color, the speed in which it moves, how dense it feels. Okay, now I want you to equalize that energy. Where you feel it in your hands is actually what your whole body can feel. So just move that energy within your sphere. So inside the aura or egg shape around you. And use your mental space just to do that and just notice how it feels. Notice where you feel less energy, maybe behind you, maybe at your feet. And just allow your eyes to open and come back to more presence if you are done. And I'm gonna ask Kev to share if that's all right, because he's on my screen and just, yeah, let me know how that felt for you. I don't know if you've done Qigong, so you can share about whether you've done Qigong and then just what you experienced within your hands. I, I did Qigong long, long, long time ago when I was at college. So 40 odd years ago, that's the last time I did it. I, I remember that. I remember that exercise. I remember the, the feeling of the of the ball 
And for me that time, the, the ball, it got heavier, but it was light, if that makes sense. It, the, it, the density yeah. of it, it almost, it almost felt like a piece of iron by the end, but it was light yeah. iron. But if, as I as I tried to push it in, it was solid like iron, and, and it, but it was spinning really, really, really fast. But it was spinning clockwise and anticlockwise at the same time. So I tried yeah. not to think about it, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> um, like lots of stars flying around inside it. And then that's right. When I poured the energy in, my feet were my feet weren't cold, and the middle of me, like my solar plexus. It was just still and my head was like like yeah the energy was really strong it was beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah and did you feel when i said to equalize it did you feel some areas you did not feel as much and some were stronger and denser than other areas yeah definitely i felt it in my feet in my head the most and, and it was like the, the the middle part of me my torso my around my belly button was it was like the, there was no feeling there it was like cold at my feet mm. nothing really it's just sort of bank and then my, my head was was chilly as well and and, and the energy mm. yeah beautiful so i'm probably sensing a bit so you know i said that the, the top of the head and the feet you know they're your large gates so and mm. also when you accumulate energy it does flow in a torus shape so it's natural for you to feel more in those areas Thanks for sharing. If anybody else wants to comment, blue and color. Yeah. So you see that density that you felt between your hands when you say it's light and dense, it's because you can perceive that the energy has a form. You're actually bringing it into more form. You're summoning it. What we did is, in a way, effectively connecting to the universal field and pulling more of this energy saying here i want it here in my body the sparkles and feels is because vital layer is very sparkly jing is sparkly but if you did it softly so let's just do that quickly so put your hands out but not with that super intense radiance just softly and i want you to just sway your body a little bit so moving forward or to the side just very very softly almost like how you know, a trans channeler can be in that kind of sway thing. Can you notice a lag in the field behind you? Like even slower than that, Kev. I'm just looking at Kev because he's in front of me. So can you feel there's a little bit of a lag behind you? Your body moves first and then something else follows. That something else that follows is the astral field. And if you tune into your hands now in the astral or the chi layer, you may feel, I don't like to tell people what they see, is that the energy is not as sparkly, but maybe it's more of a glow. Maybe it's a bit softer. Okay. So the way that I share Qigong and why it's relevant for light workers is that you can build this density in your field. So you can drop that ball now. You can build this density in your field because when you have more of it, this is the budget of energy that you have available to you in order to hold more of the beings in your energy so that you can you know, use them, ask for their help in the healings, in the channeling, or in whatever work that you do. It doesn't apply just to light workers; It applies to everybody. It's also for your vitality. When you have more energy in the body, you're able to 
have regeneration faster, right? Your everything is just more optimal. When we connect to different energies, like you know, say now we just connected to the Venus dragons or different frequencies, you're basically tuning, right? Why do we say that tuning? We are tuning our field to those things. But the more that we can experience and feel it in our body, Venus energy feels like that. Palladian dragons feel like that. Um, vitality energy feels like that. It's building the bridge and the cognitive reference for your physical, which is vital, astral, mental, Akashic layers. When you're able to connect to the light that way, you can also bring the light down, right? And I know that you guys all do, but just using a different framework. When you are able to command and hold more of this buffer, like literally I'm talking about, I used to do training for like three, four hours of Qigong. I can assure you the amount of energy that was moving through me, it was just clearing so much stuff. It was like shifting and moving and triggering the F out of me because the density in the body, when it's flooded with so much light, it just has to move. There's light always wants to go where it's more free, right? It wants to evolve, it wants to ascend. Water will always wanna flow downwards. That's the path of least resistance. When there is density and you shine light on it, you know, like actually the path of least resistance is just to move into where there is more light, if that makes sense. So yes, just as a, if, if you're not, you know, already aware of your energy field, it's really important to build that capacity. You know, we often know, okay, we've got to go to the gym to chain our muscles. You know, we've got to eat good food to, to put it in our body, 100%. But we've got to train the energy, not just being able to perceive it, but train the energy so that it is a bigger muscle to use in our light work. One last thing about Qigong, and then we're going to go into a journey. My master always says, you should look at how energies are affecting you and know that it is not always the energy of that thing, but it is how you are responding to that energy. So let's give an example. Full moons, right? Often people are affected or say they're affected by that full moon. And that's precisely it. The stars, the celestial bodies, they are huge tuning forks. They are large bodies of energy. And so they are affecting us. So it's not that the moon energy is hectic. It's if we do not have enough buffer or our power or our field is not strong enough, then we cannot buffer against the effects of larger tuning forks. I'm using the moon because everybody may feel that. But sometimes these days people tell me about all oh, the full moon was this and that, and I don't feel anything. Hopefully it's because I've, you know, built enough immunity, but I'm just saying that the larger tuning fork will always affect you. And it's not the energy of the moon that's affecting you per se. It's because if there's things in you, it's you responding to that. If there's a heavy world event, for example, some shit is going on, there is some war, there is stuff right? We obviously will respond to that energy. So it's the energy of that thing, but it's more importantly how we are strong enough to cope with. It's our resilience to be able to respond. 
Thank you for letting me share about Qigong and why is it relevant to the dragons? Because you need to be able to hold more light <laughs> so that the dragons want to come in, so that all the cosmic beings want to. So we're going to do a little sound journey. Don't know if the drum wants to come in. So just allow yourself to either lie down or be seated and however you want to receive. And I invite you to maybe hold an intention for yourself, maybe a specific message you're wanting to receive. Or more healing somewhere in the body. And just being open to your spiritual family and the guides to come in. And I want you just to place attention in the space above the head, the eighth chakra. If you want to call it that, the space above the head. And I'm going to place a prayer there. And you may notice any immediate change that comes. May the path of light guide and protect. May the path of light guide and protect. And just allowing the body to receive. Notice where the energies hit. Notice the insights and beings that come. And remain unattached. Ariakasate yamoriaka tuta moriasare yo moriasare yo Toriasatia Toriasatia Toriasatio Toriasatia Ariantuea Sateriata Rearaturiata Amorea Satea Aria sahu aria sahore yatare yao mone yahari suru ane yao into the heart and just allowing the body feeling where the body needs that energy to go allow it to activate to bring online the energies and codes that are already within you just within reach yasuri yatta Un 
Takare Yasatare Tiamote Atayata Sunka Sonyaka Sonyaka Roshtia Aroshtia Om Nyanana Enya Om Nyanana Eya Sariture Yatae Om Nyatare Siya Om Nyatare Siya Om Nyatare Siya Om Nyatare Siya Om Nyatare Nyatare Eya Just allow the final tones to harmonize and equalize, like moving the energy all around your body where you feel more, somewhere feels less. Move the sound, bring your attention to harmonize, to even out. to seal it in the body and you might like to seal and recognize this energy by a particular symbol of your choosing perhaps one comes to your vision and knowing and awareness right away use an image a seal an image to call up when you want to reconnect to what you have just received and just seal the energy, like just energetically placing it on top. And any time you want to come back to that, you can use the symbol as your key code. And you can ask your guides or new guides, just be aware of any message or last insight they want to give you before we leave this space. 
And then slowly coming back to your awareness, coming back to your awareness, pull all your energy back into the body. Deep breath in. Coming back more, pulling all the bodies back into awareness. Mm. Welcome back. And uh, I would love to hear some experiences if people would like to share. I'll probably ask Kev first since he's on my screen. I don't know why I must have you pinned on my screen. <laughs> what messages did you get? How how was the experience? What happened? It was beautiful. My mine was uh, all the energy was in my heart. And I've been getting this message recently about how strong the heart energy is and uh, about I got a message about protection and of always saying I want protection from outside but it said protect yourself with the energy of your heart and it was just and I just saw my heart energy just growing and growing and growing and growing and it filled the whole room and I was just sitting sitting in it in that energy and as you were singing it was just the energy was just moving around really gently and almost felt like it was cleansing me uh, and I felt like I'd left the floor on my feet. I was like, and my feet still on the floor. I felt like I was floating in this, in my heart energy. That was beautiful. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, well, it is our own energy that it can be the most protective. You know, like I, I, I use that Qigong light as reference. You know, we pull it more, but we pull it more in our field. It's actually our energy in there. And that serves as the buffer. They, those are the, the beings can reside in our light to help protect us. <sighs> Would anyone else like to share? Thanks, oh, people. Rich, for that. Yourselves. What about the ones who have typed? Uh, Alessandra cleansing uprooting yes um, I often like I can't really differentiate or say oh this is only a healing or this is only an activation especially when there's group energy there's a lot of different things happening so what I felt on my side is there was definitely a lullaby of sorts like connecting and moving in between everyone and like almost like pulling like inviting you awakening you to like rise even more <laughs> um there was a cleansing of just mm, old stuff ready to go you know when you when i do sound stuff i feel like it just does the it was already there it's low hanging fruit it's like just ready to go just ready to go in the clearing but also in the activation so i don't know did anyone feel like things were coming online more than it was clearing there definitely is clearing and harmonizing did anyone feel more things coming online or new insights katara i i when you mentioned at the beginning when you were talking about doing this and you mentioned drumming um 
I kept hearing drum, drum, please drum. And it was interesting. You're very grounding into the body with what you share and yourself and with Qigong and all of that. It just brings you into the physical. And um, so when you started singing, um, I grabbed my drum and I danced with it in my room. Yeah. <laughs> And I shut down my video because I didn't want to be a distraction in any way. But I was I was drumming with you the whole time you were singing. And it felt like all of this energy was coming through my body more. And I laid my hands on the ground afterwards and just patted the ground. And I felt like this huge amount of shifting from my head to my toes. So wow. that was rich and um and but very deep in my physical earth body right here it's all cosmic yeah. but the but the beautiful part for me was feeling my body more and just feeling that movement of energy in me and I felt like a lot of shifting and beautiful resolve and especially in my head and neck like the back of my occipital lobes where I think when I've been working with just trying to do things in my life lately I'm so uh -huh. over mental sometimes when I'm that I felt like all oh, this energy just <laughs> just came home <laughs> and more yes. grounding. yes oh grounding thank you yeah. so much that was beautiful beautiful thank you Kelly I did have the drum next to me but <laughs> and I did it's almost like I can hear the drum even when I'm not playing the drum <laughs> like I was playing it for all of us because we're in a collective yeah. right now connection here and I just was playing um I, I work with the four directions in my native traditions and my drum is um it's a it's a teaching drum it's a medicine wheel drum yeah. a talking yeah. drum so I hope it was talking to in support but also of love and not trying to do anything by the way just feeling it mm. to call got asked drum and I just had to dance with you that was yeah. me well, it's, it's such an important part of our, our embodiment. You know, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. You know, if we're all feeling cosmic here and if we love the dragons, we probably are cosmic and galactic. But, you know, my question is, so what? Okay, I can see the dragon, so what? Like, what does dragon actually want me to do? Right? Yeah. So dragon wants me to be bold and courageous and step out and start talking about it. Dragon mm -hmm. asks of me to show my magical self and tell people, show people, give them the experiences of the transformation. When you feel that energy moving through you, when you feel the chi ball between your hands, when you're coughing and releasing, yes. You know, it's like you get very visceral experiences. And if I then tell you, oh, and it was dragon and it was this, great. But it gives you that embodiment and it gives you that human 3D experience of how you can feel more in your heart, how you can feel more heavy in the body, right? Often when I do that, you know, it, it's soul retrieval, right? In shamanic terms, it's more of your energy coming in. So the more that we're able to train the energy in that way, give it more space, release into the space. Okay, I've created room now, let me call in some beings. And as you continue to ascend and increase on your own frequencies, the level of the beings that you work with will also change. So not that any are worse or better, not at all. It's just a different vibration and frequency. So a lot of the animal familiars that I used to work with, you know, like, often I don't feel them around anymore. I'm still very connected to nature. 
but a lot of times I'm just like, oh, it's something galactic. I don't, I can't even pinpoint what it is. Okay, so that embodiment piece that, you know, Kelly so beautifully illustrated. Yes, we need to move in our bodies. We need to feel it. Okay, where is that energy coming? Where does it want to move? You know, because everything is connected. We the, literally the electricity, the the light is moving in our body. That is how everything runs. If we didn't have that spark within us, the brain cannot communicate to the arm, to the voice, to the thing. So we need the flows, the highways of light and energy in the body to be optimal. And if you go really technical, right, like I'm a very air person, I'm very minded and, and, and need to think and understand how things work. If you look in electricity, uh, Ohm's law, okay, literally in the body, every one pulse of information, an electric current that goes out is met with one pulse of equal energy and resistance. But if resistance is more than the communication, then that's where you have toxins building, dis-ease coming, right? And energetically, as you know, if you guys are working with clients, it's like, what resistance are you working through? What energy are we clearing? So there's a build-up of resistance that does not allow that communication and pulse of energy to move through. So if you're wanting to bring in harmony, health, abundance, whatever, how much resistance is there? So we need to know how to build more energy on the side that you want and release energy on the side that we don't. And you can absolutely do this through embodiment work, through Qigong and through different practices as well. Would anyone else like to share or give a perspective or any, any dragons come through? I don't, I never know what actually wants to come through until they do so. No? All right, well, I hope that that was uh, what everyone needs at this moment. And just to let that continue to unfold as well. I have often heard people reflect back to me about the sounding and the toning. Um, it's like the medicine continues to work afterwards as well. It's not linear in time. You know, even if I sang for 10 minutes or Alessandra gave her beautiful journey this morning for whatever number of minutes, the amount of information that can get packed in that amount of linear time can be very phenomenal. So yeah, I hope that was um, in service and helpful to you. As Kev said, everything, everything is uh, in the Dragon Talks information. So yeah, helping people to cultivate their energy. I do a Qigong for light workers course. The next one starts in January. It's seven days in a row. So you can just build a few basic techniques and just know that for yourself and, you know, do as you please with your energy training so that we can all be powerful and masterful. I'll hand the floor back to Kev. Wow. Thank you very, very, very much. I'm sure everyone will be sending you lots of love in the comments, and uh, yeah, that was that was beautiful. On quite a few uh, trips and journeys there, and Qigong has been calling me for a while. And my yoga teacher teaches bits of it, um, but yeah, I, I think I might have to uh, book on that course. It sounds amazing, and uh, investigate Qigong a bit more. 
So thank you to Alessandra. Thank you to Katara. Katara. Um, can't speak. <laughs> thank you both. And uh, as, as I always do, I always put these out onto YouTube and onto the internet and onto the Dragon uh, portal. So you'll find them there in the next few days. And our, our next one is on January the 7th in 2024. Um, so it's uh, been an amazing year with the Dragons. I love that all these beautiful people are joining us more and more each month. Um, so thank you to our gorgeous speakers. And if you all want to uh, click that reaction button and uh, send a beautiful love heart to them, or put in the comments your thanks. Uh, so thank you all. And I wish you all amazing holiday, Christmas, however you celebrate it, um, and a happy new year. And I will, I will see you hopefully January the 7th, 2024. Thank you very much, everyone. See you all soon. Bye, bye.